When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello, and welcome to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. So good to be back here with you, Jordana. Always, these Sunday specials, people love them, right? They do. Also, like, I feel like it's weird because it's now we're at March 7th. Mm. We're like, we've been like virtual recording for like a year. Almost. It's crazy. We're almost there. Um, it, the world does seem like it's inching towards a little bit of a better place. So hoping and praying and doing the right things, but also like, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like the amount everyone has pivoted. We should be proud of ourselves, you know, getting on zoom, doing this over, you know, a, you know, over the internet and making, keeping the podcast going. And also like, you know, I, I let's give ourselves a pat on the back for yeah. talking about dating issues during this time. Like get, you know, figuring out how to work this thing out. We're, we're all learning, right? We made it work. I'm proud yeah. of us. I'm proud of us. Yeah. We did it. We've solved dating again. That's our again. episode. No. I, <laughs> so listen. We but, We've got to make a shirt. <laughs> yeah, we got to make a shirt. But listen, people, these are the ones to share. I want you to make it your Instagram story. If someone you know is going through, because we're doing one email, we got the screenshots, and if someone you know is going through the situation, let Jordana and Jared take care of business. You don't even have to answer their text. Hey, here's the link. There's your answer because we're going to talk it out because these are so relatable, right? We are. This one, this week's one is especially relatable because it's about, we've gotten this question sort of in a bunch of different formats, but I thought this was an interesting one because it's via text about if you should call out a ghoster. If so, what should you say? What should you expect? Um, so this was a good sort of like, we're going to read some screenshots and I think it'll help us break this down. Let's do it. All right. I'll read it. Hi, J&J. Love your podcast. Me and my friend listen every week and often say to each other, what would J&J do? Send them this episode. As we mm. face this crazy modern dating world. Special shout out to the episode with Logan Yuri and introducing her book. It has definitely given me some valuable insight into what I've been looking for versus what I should be looking for. That was Here a great go. episode. I love that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to share my most recent ghosted story with you because I feel the advice I've gotten from you two has helped me set standards slash I move on faster. So thank you. I'm going to start by apologizing for the length of this. It's okay. This is our Sunday Sunday length. About well, a month the ago, apology this- makes it longer. BTW. Just just is- FYI, BTW uh, and whatever other acronyms go in here. There we go. And that just also <laughs> made it longer. Well, we'll just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not helping the problem. No. <laughs> about a about a month ago, I met this guy on Bumble. We met up for dinner and drinks on the first date and had felt an instant connection. 
We talked about why we were on the dating apps, and he mentioned that it was only his second Bumble date since downloading the app. We both agreed that we viewed dating apps as an introduction app, and if we were to meet someone we clicked with, we would be open to a relationship. Over the next couple of weeks, we started going out like once a week, typically on the weekends. In person, he seemed super into it, but there was minimal communication between dates. I'm talking about a text at the end of the date saying he had a good time, then something a couple of days later, typically setting up another date for the next weekend. There was very little checking in or, or banter back and forth. And although it gave me anxiety because it was different from my communication style, as things progressed, I wasn't necessarily concerned because it had been his communication style from the start. On the fifth date, about a month in, I stayed at his place. It was a Saturday night and both of us had quite a lot to drink. We had stayed with each other once before, but never had sex because I wasn't ready. We were fooling around and he had some difficulty getting hard, likely the alcohol. But because it had happened one time before when we weren't drinking, I, of course, asked if something was wrong. He just mentioned that he liked me, but I was the first girl he had dated since his ex. Details are hazy, but I went into something about also getting out of a relationship in 2020. Dating is scary, blah, blah, blah. And I said that I knew I liked him and I wanted to see him again, but I didn't know what that meant for the long term. Basically just rattled off phrases from therapy, LOL. (laughs) In the morning, with hungover regret, I was worried it was too much. But the morning felt very normal. We even fooled around again, and then he took me home. Knowing that his communication style, or lack thereof, gave me anxiety between dates, I went ahead and set up another date for the following Friday. Valentine's Day was that weekend, and I didn't want to mess around with a date on or right around that holiday, given that he had been sending some mixed signals. Later, after he dropped me off, we exchanged the typical I had a great time text and I went about my business feeling confident I was going to see him again. Fast forward to the following Wednesday when I got this text. Okay, so we're going to read the text. This is the Wednesday Mm -hmm. before the date that she made due to her anxiety just to make sure that she had another date. Is that I've taken right. it that way, right? That's what I've yeah, that's what I've taken. She set up this date, but she didn't want to make it on. She wanted to make it far enough from Valentine's Day to make it like less weird. But herself. but also she was leaving his place feeling anxious. Weird. Yeah. She she medicated the anxiety with at least I have another date on the books. Right. I totally so, get that feeling. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I've, I, I Yeah. No, I've said I've I felt that and then felt put at ease by. To, at least we so got like, this date. Okay. Yeah. Um. He writes on Wednesday before the Friday date. Hey, hope your week is going well. I hate to do this, but I've got a birthday dinner that popped up Friday. I need to be at. Can we try next weekend instead? Hey, no worries. Completely understand. I may have some time Tuesday or Wednesday of next week if you want to grab dinner one night. If not, next weekend should work. How is your trip? Sadly, I'm traveling and have a work event the first half of the week. Trip is good. Didn't get the deer I wanted, but killed a few other things and caught some fish. Worth the trip. I got to say, this email, and again, this is my biases and this is my you know judgment, but I didn't see them as a hunting couple when she was writing this. Um, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I don't know anyone who hunts, so I'm just going to throw that out there. So I think that I don't, I don't fully get the hunter world. I know a few people, I know a few people who do, cause I, you know, I went to Penn state and you have some people from, you know, Pennsylvania is a big, like we go out and get, you know, the, bu- you know, they get like the first day of deer hunting season off from school and high school. Like oh, wow. it is a thing. Yeah. So, but I, so I know some people that are like, not like 
crazy people who go and do this. You know what I mean? Like I know normal people who do this, but I just didn't see it from the beginning of her email. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? You know when you make the assumption, but it, it's just I mean, funny. You, this we just such make a right the assumption turn. that everyone is just like us. Exactly. That's that's right. our narcissism. And which okay. you can be and also be into <laughs> hunting, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Okay, so sadly, I'm traveling, have a work event the first half of the week. Trip is good. Didn't get the deer I wanted, but killed a few other things and caught some fish. Worth the trip. Let's shoot for next weekend. My schedule's a little crazy right now. I'll text you next week, and we can plan something. So then she likes that text, and she says, sounds good. Glad you are having a good trip. She thumbs up it, which I would take. Yeah. If I was him, I'd be like, uh, she's not happy. They... They've both yeah. drawn a line in the sand via these. Like, what do you think of these texts so far? So before we even get into the rest of the email, I yeah. find it, I would be wary of anyone who cancels a date without immediately rescheduling and choosing a date. When you cancel a Friday date for next weekend, on for the next weekend on Wednesday, you are now saying, I can go a week and a half without seeing you. It feels like they're trying to like distance themselves out of vision. I think he's trying to do that because yes. she's giving him specific days. Right. She's saying, OK, she's almost doing the the she's doing what the work that he if he wanted to see her um, yeah. should have done, which is I'm so, fine. It's OK. You get a cancellation. Sure. I can't do Friday. Can you do Tuesday or Wednesday is what he should have said. She said, can you do Tuesday or Wednesday? He left it vague. Mm -hmm. I would think it was a bad sign. Yeah. He says he's traveling. We have to do the next week. He He's firm on I will see you in 10 days at a right. minimum at a minimum <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah and you're right the, the thumbs up is like I'm annoyed but I don't really like I'm not I don't feel I like don't, I can be too aggressive with my annoyance so I'm gonna be like passive aggressive with the like of the text yeah she a little thumbs up and then she gives him a nice sounds good glad you're having a good trip and like even him saying, let's shoot for next week and my schedule's a little crazy right now. I'll text you next week. Like, I understand that people have different texting styles, which she referenced, but like, to me, that's enough to go, we're not a match. Like, you don't right. really- There's no even, momentum here. Yeah, and you don't even like, you have nothing to say to me until we maybe sleep together 10 days from now. Like, I, I yeah. again, I'm one of those people that like, you know, it could be I, held against me in the past where I've done- you know, in my dating past where I've done the text all week with someone as if they're my seven-year girlfriend and then cancel the date on the next week. Like, I've done the other side of this, too. So I'm not saying right. that he has to be lovey-dovey, but to just to, like, schedule out the next time you'll text is a little bit much. I would say first two or three dates, I'd be, like, fine with that because, like, mm. we don't really know each other that well. Maybe Maybe a text would pop up in the middle of the week, but, like, it wouldn't be, like, the craziest thing if it didn't. Um, mm. but I think five, they've been on, they've been dating for a month. They've been on five dates. Yeah. That's a little weird that they're still only texting to set up the dates. You would hope that you'd have something to say to one another over the weekend, even if you weren't going to say anything, see each other with someone you would genuinely enjoyed spending your time with. You would hope. I would hope. Right. I'm saying I would I, hope. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you've been out that many times. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying so you should hope, but I'm saying I would hope so. To give someone who might feel a little like, I think like a lot of these things you get in the land of, am I crazy? Because it's just you and him on the text. It's not right. every day that your texts get read out loud by you and I, you know, <laughs> like and broke down 
period for period, you know? So I, exactly. I want to let them know that they're not crazy. But it is every day that we break down someone's text. So send them in. <laughs> UUP keep at com. We love a screenshot. So let's keep going. So she writes, I was a little annoyed and felt a little rejected, but also content that he had offered an alternative. Sort of. That's me adding that in. Um, yeah. <laughs> however, the next. <laughs> You're Actually. the friend at the brunch table. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that annoying person. Yeah. Um, however, That's what the we're next here week... for. Exactly. The next week came and went out and, w- and went radio. The next week came and went and radio silence. We ended up getting hit by another by a winter storm, which shut down our city. So I had an inkling that he wasn't traveling. We were still matched on Bumble. And because of the location services, I admittedly checked and confirmed that he was indeed not traveling. Ah, the location services. They come back to get you every time. I would do this too. I'm very in line with this girl on everything but the hunting. And also, (laughs) I understand, like, again, he has put her in the position a little bit too, like, to take her side a little bit. When you totally go, or no, when you're scheduling dates as if they're business meetings for a week and a half from now, you kind of put someone in the position of going, what's this guy's deal? Right. You become the investigatory journalist. Yes. <laughs> well, I checked the location services. So then she said, I was super sad for a couple of days and went through the typical thoughts of what did I do and how could this happen? What does he not see in me, et cetera. But luckily I have some good friends who are probably very tired of me talking about it and realized when <laughs> someone disappears like this, it's because of things going on with them and not because of qualities of the person of the person getting ghosted. I totally went back agree. and forth. Yeah, I agree too. Your friends must listen to this podcast. <laughs> I went back and forth on whether or not to call him out on his behavior and ultimately decided to send him this text after a week and a half of not hearing from him because I felt like letting him off the hook was enabling bad behavior. I get that he was likely going through some stuff, figuring out dating after a breakup. And if he wasn't interested in me or progressing things further, that is totally okay. But we are in our 30s. so And so I expected some level of maturity and communication about where this where his head was at ultimately out of respect for me, my time and my emotions. So the next screenshot are the texts that she sent after not hearing from him. Okay. Let's do it. Hey, I hope you survived this winter storm. Okay. I just wanted to reach out because when you disappeared after our last date, it made me feel really shitty. It's been great getting to know you. And in complete transparency, I was very hopeful to keep seeing you because I think we are very compatible. My schedule is super busy, so my free time is extremely valuable. I need someone who respects me enough to be more consistent with communication, and unfortunately, I don't think that's you. I wish you the best with everything. Hey, I'm so sorry if I made you feel bad. That was certainly not my intent and can see where the lack of communication would have led to that. I completely understand and respect where you're coming from. Wish you the best as well. So he took the loss. He was like, well, see ya. Made it easy right. on well, me. Well, he was like, yeah. that problem was taken care of for me that I'm <laughs> sort of half thinking about in the back of my head um, yeah, for a while I, I, now. Yeah, that that open tab on the, you know, uh, on the Firefox has been closed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, totally. I, I but, uh, but also I do, let me give him a little bit of retribution, a little bit. That was certainly not, I agree with him. His intent was not to make you feel bad. That is not ever someone's intent. I don't think right. that That's was what he was bar, trying yeah. to do. I see okay. what you're like. He's not actively trying to fuck with you. It's like 
the lowest bar of dating, I would totally. say, of like not a complete <laughs> shit. He's not a sociopath okay. piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's basically, he could have written that. (laughs) So she writes, overall, I was surprised that he even responded, and I do appreciate that he apologized. I would be lying if I said I didn't hope he had a reason in there, but I know that I would make myself miserable contemplating the why. It might not have been the right thing to do for, for everyone, but for me, it helped me get closure on the situation. I'd love to know your thoughts on calling out a ghoster. Do you think it's a waste of time because people are going to be shitty no matter what? Or is it something we should be doing more often to hold people accountable for their actions. Also, I've been in several situations where the people I date seem like they are open to possible future relationship, but then it, when it comes when it comes out that they are fresh off a breakup and definitely not ready to dive into something new. How do you address past relationships in the early stages of dating? Along those lines, what is an appropriate amount of time between significant relationships? Is there a way to tell that someone has moved on from their ex? Like, geez, should we be asking these men for their, their therapy invoices? Only half joking. Thanks again for all the laughs and all the advice. You both definitely make this dating thing way more fun. Who are you going to call Ghostbuster? I like the sign off. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts on her questions. Um, I guess let's start with how do you what are your thoughts on calling out a ghoster? What do you what do you think of this scenario? So I think it. I think if you're going to do it the way that she did it is is a good way to do it because it's not like mm. screaming at him. It's basically like this, you know, when you didn't do I I also I know go I don't necessarily qualify this as ghosting exactly. Okay. She didn't text him and he didn't there was no communication after that. So they both hadn't really yeah. texted each other. He said he would text and he didn't really text. But like, it's not like she texted and then he didn't respond. That is what I think is the purest form of ghosting. Do you agree? I'm with you. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows are you ready to shop rakuten's big give week is back get 15 percent cash back at hundreds of stores including headliners ulta fenty beauty levi's adidas and so much more Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. 
Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. 
Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Listen, I don't want to blame the emailer. I don't want to lay blame here. But if I look back at how she, to me, her questions kind of explain everything to me. Because her, her questions explain her problems to me. If that makes sense. Okay. So she says, how do you address past relationships or early stage dating? Along those lines, what is an appropriate amount of time between significant relationships? Is there a way to tell someone that has moved on, tell uh, that someone has moved on from their ex? Like, geez, should I be getting uh, these therapy invoices? And I, I've seen that joke before. I understand that joke. I don't really adhere to it. Um, I think when you're asking those questions, you are trying to game the dating dating you're trying to game the dating um scene to never feel heartbreak she is right. trying to avoid heartbreak by getting ahead of things she's putting on her she and i knew it from minute 1 when she talks about communication style she says his communication style makes me anxious but then you stayed with his communication style. Fuck his communication style. You like right. to check in with someone. If she was like, I love how he doesn't text. That's a different question. She's literally saying, this guy, the way he texts me or the way he doesn't text me makes me anxious. But I'll just go along and I'll try and set up dates ahead of time so that I can feel less anxious. It's like, that's not, you. this whole dating thing, whoever you end up with, this person, and I'm speaking right to her, you're going to have fun ending up with them. It's not going to be because you took a right to avoid the left. It's not going to be because you got their, you know, their, their. There's no life hack. Of yeah. Her, like, you know. She's trying, she's trying to date hack. I, that's the perfect. Yeah. You're, yeah. She's trying to life hack date, dating. And I think that's only going to get her disappointment because. Yeah. Right. Well, like, I don't, like, I, like, there's not like a, there's no test to say like, you know, how can I find out if they're over their ex like immediately in dating? It's like you can't. But what you can find out is kind of what you're saying. It's like you can find out if someone is communicating with you in a way that feels good. You can find out if they're setting up dates that feel consistent or if they're rescheduling in a way that they're scheduling things in a way that makes you happy. Like all you can do is look at the things that you that you can find out that are important to you and see if the, how the person responds to them. You can't there's no way to 100 percent guarantee that someone is over their ex or not. But there is a way to see are they consistently talking to me and do they make me feel good? Absolutely. And I can 100% guarantee you that people who are over their ex are telling the people they're dating that they're not over their ex because it's an easy answer to why didn't this work out? So you, you're believing the lies you're being told because you're never at any point in this scenario, she never, and even though she thinks she did because she wrote a very, listen, her text is fine at the end. I like when someone breaks up with someone. Like, I think that what she did is admirable because she, I, and I, I, I think that's why she felt closure is because I think when you break up with someone who's just kind of letting this be an open tab on the Firefox, you know, browser, you are closing the tab for them and you're going, and, and it gives you closure because you're right. like, at least they like, I'm know. I'm not going to think can't. about, yeah, I'm not going to keep and, thinking about if this person is going to text or not. I'm over, I'm like deciding that this is not for me and I'm putting that out there verbally. Uh, absolutely. And he's texting back, hey, I'm sorry, goodbye. Like he's actually closing the door. So 
you do get closure, but I think at no point did she, you know, I agree with you back to the ghosting, like, is this a ghosting situation? It's, she never really was herself enough and based on the email she sent. At what point were you like, oh, I got to tell something to Joe. Oh, I got to, I got to reference the movie we talked about on the date. I'm not saying everyone has to be that way, but to me, you tried to match his style at the behest yeah. of your own style, and it's made it so you don't have any, like you have no control in this situation. You're just totally. saying, like, take me, you know, you know, pull me along to relationship, right? Totally. And I, I've, I've done this too, where it's like, so I get the mindset. It's like. You don't want to feel rejected, so you don't like so you just match their style so that it doesn't feel like you're pulling yourself putting yourself out there. But in actuality, what that does is it just prolongs this thing, which isn't a match. Like if she had just started texting him after the first or second date with like random stories or things that she wanted to talk about, she would know quickly if he could come to meet her as opposed to her just going along with this thing, like you're saying. And and if they were any sort of match, like yeah, like she She even said, talked about why we were on the dating apps. Like, again, that's another thing. She's trying to get ahead. She's trying to hack this whole thing. It's like, yeah, everyone has, everyone's on the dating app for the same reason. I want to have some fun and until I meet someone that really clicks. And it's like, so this is the way he meets someone. And it's okay to say, it's okay to break up for any reason. There's no reason that's too small. So if you said, Hey, like this texting shit is making me feel anxious. I just want to let you know, like, I usually like like to send some memes or something. And he was like, "Well, that's not how I am. You're not a match. There you go." Right. It's so funny. I feel like the the goal is always seems like to be like to be not rejected. But like in dating, it's actually the better way to look at it is like I'd like to be rejected as soon as possible. Totally. Like, I say I, I say that with dating apps. All or we we say that with dating app makeovers all the time. Like, you got to make a profile that as many people would say no to as would say yes to it. If right. no one says any, if there's nothing to say to your profile, then who are you going out with? Who, you know? And right. Give someone the chance to reject seeing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it saves like, your, it's, it saves your time. Like if the, to, to go about dating as a way to like, to avoid, to be as likable to everyone. So as to avoid rejection for the longest period of time, is just a waste of your time. And it might see, it feels, it doesn't feel as bad as like someone just saying you're not for me after the second date, but it actually feels better in the long run. It's much better for you. Cause it just frees up your time to meet people who the more you're yourself, you'll, you'll see that and you'll find the match sooner. I totally agree. And I mean, she talks about calling out ghosters. I am of the belief you're not teaching him shit. You're not teaching him a lesson. He's not a better person for it. Everyone is everyone is a douchebag ex to someone. So the idea, like he's going to be better for someone and they're going to go you like his girlfriend that he ends up marrying is going to go you ghosted because their experience is going to be different than yours. What right. I would say to her, if she wanted to really call him out, and, and and I actually think her call out, like, it's not that great. Like, I don't think it gets her. Any, it, it, to me, it's her on a on a soapbox a little bit. If I the, the great call out would have been, hey, you told me you were going on vacation. I was just on the dating apps because we aren't fucking together, and I see that you're seven inches from me. It's kind of fucked up that you would lie to me. Um, I'm enjoying our time. Is there a reason you lied to me? 
Uh, are you not enjoying the you know dating? I I'd like to get to know you as an adult. We're in our thirties. What's the deal here? Like that's a different call out right. that actually that he might avoid and you might not get an answer to because you're the thing she got was very clean and and neat. It might not be as neat, but that'll be a real call out where you're like, hey, I can see you, dude. Well, the part that I think she did do well is like when you did this, when you didn't text me, it made me feel shitty. Oh, so yeah. he's not I, she's oh, not yeah. saying like, you know, you're an asshole. You didn't text me. It's more like when you said, well, I don't know what the, what the actual text was. When you disappeared after our last date, it made me feel shitty. I like that part because it's like, yeah, this I'm is how you. whatever you're doing made to feel. I feel like the rest of it was a little soapboxy of like, you know, I'm looking I for need someone who my time is valuable <laughs> and whatever. And like, I have a very valuable time and very packed schedule. And like, I'm not looking to do this. Like, then she got less vulnerable. All you really needed to say is like, when I didn't hear from you, it made me feel shitty. I guess we're not on the same page. Like, it doesn't really seem like there's any momentum in this relationship. Like you really are actively trying to see me. I'm looking for something, someone to date a little more seriously and a little more consistently. So I don't think that this is really going to work out. Yeah. Doing the shark tank ending is a powerful thing. And for that reason, I'm out like that is a powerful thing that she did do. So I get, I, I you're right. I give her credit and the vulnerability. The ending is a different story, but I would, I agree with you. And yeah, it's just, it's difficult. Like I, I understand where she wants to like get ahead of all this stuff. It's just never going to happen. I think that, I think if she was getting hurt a little more often, emotion, you know, and I mean hurt like in the, the fun dating hurt way, um, she might find someone that a little bit more hers. Her totally. And I think, if she were getting hurt more, it wouldn't be, she could almost like take the sting out of it more. Like if it's kind of like, if you're look, cause if you're looking at it as like every rejection is like such a, a huge blow to my ego is going to destroy my whole month. Like mm. that's a tougher way to date than like this person doesn't like me. I'm just going to keep going, which I think in a lot of ways, I feel like guys are lucky in that way and that they're kind of like, because they're sort of trained to be these aggressors, they get rejected more. And so it doesn't, it's not as it doesn't seem as like painful, I would imagine, than if if you're putting yourself out there as a woman and you get rejected because you're just not as used to it. There's not as many opportunities for it. You come a little bit numb to it. It's, you know, ask her to dance. Go ask her out. Be a man. Yeah, that that is go talk to her. Right. You know, make the move. You know, yeah. So we we de- genuinely, you know, you have more like get, practice with getting and, and, get, and getting turned down is a reality. You know, like, and I I also, this also goes to the point on the other side, I can understand where it's like annoying because guys don't really turn down women that they don't want to marry. You know, like they, like someone could, what do you mean? Someone could not want to marry you, but still be very nice to you because they want to have sex with you. So that's the difference too. (laughs) That's the difference too. So I understand where a lot of guys live in this vague of like, Sure, I'd go out, and then they make the decision later because they're like, "I gotta, I, I listen. I don't have to approach anyone. She's here. It's great, you know." Right. Like, the female rejection is a little more straightforward because it usually encompasses both. I don't want to date you, and I don't want to sleep with you. For men, it's usually <laughs> like you have to figure out. You know, you could be rejected for you could be rejected for a relationship, but not rejected for sex. And I I think that those are more coupled with women. Totally, I totally agree. So, listen. <laughs> 
I wish her luck. We solved dating again, right, Jordana? Look at us. Another Sunday. We did it. <laughs> another dating mystery solved. We'll see you on Wednesday. We'll see on Wednesday. Keep telling your friends this is a great episode to share. It's the perfect length. I'm looking at the time right now. We, This is one you're going to want to tell people about and send it around. Send it to the group chat. We'll be back on Wednesday, right, Jordana? Yes, we will be back then. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.